Hey, it's your old pal Slim, and this is 70 Millimeter, a podcast for film lovers. Every Monday, I'm joined by famous artist Danny Haas. Moses would have watched Christmas Vacation. And writer, poet, Protolaxis. Come in and know me better, man. And together, as friends forever, we discuss recently watched movies. Later in this episode, we're focusing on the Muppet Christmas Carol. Will Danny get over his dark past and deep-seated fear of Muppets and enjoy this movie? Or will he hold it against our listeners forever? Find out now. Danny, are you ready uh, for what's about to happen this episode to venture into your past later on to talk about the Muppet Christmas Carol? Well, it was good because Sweetums wasn't even in this, so I think that helped. I don't even know what a Sweetums is. Is that a Muppet? Some some Muppet fan you are. <laughs> I have not claimed to be a Muppet expert. Aficionado. Right before we recorded, Proto posted a five-banger to letterboxed and i would i need to hear more about this so Mm. i think it's a french movie we've been doing a lot of french movies on this podcast let me just throw it out there pinky's out pinky's out what did you watch and can you (laughs) i thought i was doing hand signals that i think would be illegal in some states (laughs) tell us about this movie what is what is it la haine 1995 the year that I was eight years old. Mm. Um, our friends over at the Synonauts podcast, where one of the hosts is our former producer, Ian, you may have heard of him. Yeah. Um, they're covering this, this movie actually this tonight, Monday, the night we're re- or Tuesday, the night we're recording. Um, and so I watched it for that. You know, I had heard about this movie. It's on a bunch of lists or whatever. So it is a French film. Um, and I, Loved it. It's about these three fellers in France. Uh, they're in Paris and like this, um, these projects. And it's about their relationship, mostly with law enforcement. Um, the pigs, as they call them. Um, A-caps. And yeah, yeah. They've got a buddy who was, uh, they were at a, a protest, a, a riot, and he gets injured, he's hospitalized, he might die. And you've just follow these three friends like a day in the life of them living in this this um this area, um, hanging out, um, and you just see what they go through. And uh it's incredible. It's a it's a gorgeous movie. Um, it actually makes the 90s look amazing. Uh, I don't know if I've ever said this before, but I'm not really in general, a big fan of ni- the nineties, the wow. culture, the style, really anything about it. Um, but this made it, this looks just so cool. Um, the music's amazing. Cinematography is outstanding. Uh, I loved it. It's on, uh, the criterion channel. If you have that. Mm. And, uh, I think it's totally worth a watch. Someone, uh, we were talking to, uh, Timothy who's a, uh, a in the discord and he's um, and, and he, he was raving about it and he said it, it, it's similar to uh, do the right thing. And I think that's right. It's kind of like a similar vein of that. You'll kind of maybe get the same feel mm-hmm. in some ways as to that. Um, wow. Yeah. So I, you gotta, you gotta watch it. You just have to watch it. Okay. okay. Mm. Uh, Mel in discord says you're what the French call les incompetents. <laughs> I don't know if that's the exact pronunciation, but that sounds pretty close. That's it's, yeah, it sounds it's really good, me. actually. You want to talk about a five star movie? Let's talk later, about it. later in this episode, I'm not going to reveal it right now. Later in this episode, I'm going to reveal my pick for holiday month, mm-hmm. and we we talk privately over DM. You know, I had this idea: go big or go home, is what mm-hmm. we said in chat, and I chose it. And I could hear Jaws hit the floor. 
in chat. Um, and then I started to get nervous that it was like too big. And then you guys like slapped me around <laughs> and told me to stay strong with this pick. Yeah. Prada, how are you feeling uh, about this pick? You know what it is, but I'm going to reveal it later in the show. I'm, I'm so excited. Um, yeah. Y- you want to talk about big, we're talking like Lawrence of Arabia big. Yeah. Like we're going, th- this is like out of the atmosphere. <laughs> And we, you, you, people were trying to guess and people weren't even close. They're no. thinking too small, too no. small. If you think for a second that this is a game, <laughs> you're dead wrong. <laughs> this isn't a game to us. You know, Casey, I will ban you during this show. If you're going to give out the answer, <laughs> Danny, get control of Casey. <laughs> Can't help it. Uh, but we need to move on. Uh, we have a big show. The Muppet Christmas Carol is our feature presentation this episode. We're going to get into that just at the bottom of the hour. Kermit the Frog, Miss Piggy, Michael Caine, Gonzo, the rest. They're all in it on Disney Plus right now. So if you're thinking, maybe I need to rewatch this jam before we get into it, you can do so on Disney Plus. I know you have a subscription. I know you do. Mm-hmm. Just to tease one more thing, Mm. We have something so big cooked up for our storefront coming December 6th. Mm. We teased it on IG and Twitter. You ain't ready. Do you think this is a game <laughs> to us? Uh, Danny, what did you watch this week? I watched one movie and it was um, sort of in celebration of my oldest daughter turning 13. We watched... The the amazing thirteen going on thirty. Oh, is that Jennifer, Jennifer Garner? Garner? Mark wow. Ruffalo, probably the only good Mark Ruffalo movie. Uh, this this movie is great. It's a lot of fun. Jennifer Garner intimidates me. Mm-hmm. She's hmm. she's amazing. I love her. Hmm. This is the one where she like turns thirteen again mentally or something. Nope. She turns 30 mentally. Oh. <laughs> she's a 13-year-old. Um, so she's a she's a 13-year-old acting in a 30-year-old body. Where she jumps ahead in her life to Got her it. 30s. And then Does she realizes know what happens in this movie. Then she realizes what she she's dies. become. And then the slow pans to her desk chair with her hat and cane sitting on it. <laughs> and <laughs> we realize she's died. Um, no, uh, it's a good movie. It's fun. I love Mark Ruffalo in it. So, um, that's all I had on my list this week. Casey and I had been watching, um, we finished Queen's Gambit, which is a fantastic show. We're plowing through season four Mm -hmm. of the crown right now. So cripes, just plowing. Casey and I are just plowing right now. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Oh, can I just give an, an update on something else I watched? Um, this is the month of November and for, uh, my, our alien journey that we're going oh, through mm-hmm. is, uh, this month it's alien three. Uh, so I watched this and this was my first viewing of alien three mm-hmm. and I had, so I had no idea what happened in this, no idea. Um, but I was pleasantly surprised at how different it felt than the, the other two. And I think Prometheus and alien, alien covenant. Um, I, the thing I said in my review, it feels, it felt like a, a, a Terry Gilliam movie right. I did like Brazil and, you know, the Monty Python stuff. Uh, it just had such a, such an interesting feel to it. Uh, it was still gorgeous or, or just like interesting sets and, you know, like crazy production, not as good as the first two I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still had a great time. I, I, I thought it was, it was, it was so fun and so different. And I gave it four stars. So I just want to give everybody an update. December will be Alien Resurrection. Oh, baby. <sighs> I still have to rewatch Alien 3. I feel like I just watched it. I'm not really enthused to watch it again. I think I gave it three stars the mm. first time I saw it. Maybe three and a half stars. Don't force it. Yeah. Okay, maybe I'll skip it. There's you no need to I'll plow tag, through this. I'll tag out. I'll plow something else through. Wait. <laughs> and uh, maybe i just wait until Alien Resurrection. Farah says, thank you for leading us on this journey, Proto Prayer Hands. This has Farnes, been a, thank a, you a for, very enjoyable journey for me. I yeah. gave Alien 3 
four and a half stars. Four and a half? Wow. I'm pretty sure I'm only half stars above Proto. What what resonated for you with that movie? Oh, I don't know. I don't remember. Thank I you. just saw that was my stars. <laughs> was I need the, to go back. Was it the realistic uh, special effects on that alien running down the hallway? <laughs> they were using those little tubules to Holy like make him run moly. through. I love what that. What did you think of that scene, Proto? That was a, causing an uproar uh, with our uh, friend H. There was a lot of scenes like that. There was a lot of bad alien shots or just like very strange. Like it just looked super weird. I mean, there was some great stuff too, where it looked really good. Like wherever it was like, it's just a close up of its face. You know, there's that shot where it's really up close in, in Ripley's face. Mm-hmm. Those things look great. But yeah, there's just some of these like uh, where the camera's back and you see the whole alien and, and, uh, and they were practical effects, but like I tried to f- we might need our, a resident expert, someone in the film industry to tell us what that's called. But so I think it's called like it didn't composite or render well enough so that it's not CGI, but it looks like bad CGI. Mm. It's like greasy rotoscope? looking. Rotoscope, maybe? They rotoscope that alien in there? <laughs> Remember Scanner Darkly? Yes. Oh, yeah. Everyone god. losing it over that movie. My god. Rotoscope. I'm not sure if you realize this, but Keanu Reeves is like a really popular actor. Right now? These days. Yeah. Oh. He is huge. KR. Hmm. John Wick. Have you seen any of those movies? Heard about it. Uh, what did I watch this week? I want to talk about, just real quick, um, something that's been on my watch list for a while, Memories of Murder from the director of Parasite, Bong Joon-ho. Uh, so this is a subtitled movie. Had to rent it on Voodoo. And this has been on my list for a while. It's It stars uh, Song Kang-ho, who also was the dad in Parasite. So you kind of have an idea. He plays a detective, um, 1986, and they have a string of murders that he's kind of like in charge of. And he's kind of just like a hapless detective who bends the rules to kind of get admissions. And when they're actually like faced with a real string of murders, he's, he's like flaws as a detective are really like full bore and this other detective joins the case because he wants to solve the murder and it just follows these two tried to solve the murder in real time and it was two hours long it's amazing five stars mm. it's some of the shots that i mean the shots that open the movie are magical like mm. parasite obviously is amazing and he has this other body of work that I'm a dullard. I haven't watched anything else. This is my second one of his. And just right from the get-go, I'm like, what am I doing waiting on these movies? He's so good at tone. Like, there's some funny moments in this movie. It's like a crime thriller. But I don't know how he does it. He's just so good at it. So well-deserved, obviously, for the Oscar. Wasn't he Snowpiercer? Yes. Yeah. Believe you didn't so. see Snowpiercer? I think I watched like 15 minutes of it, but I didn't finish it. Yeah, Listen, he That was, was before I knew this... this Oh, yeah. you know, this talented director here, writer. Mm-hmm. You know, I watched uh, Okja this year, and that's his Netflix movie, and that has some funny moments too. It's pretty heavy, but uh, at times, but it's also yeah, it has some like lighthearted humor. He does like an amazing job of weaving that into. I guess it seems like all of his movies. Mm-hmm. The other one I wanted to quick recommend was Run on Hulu. It's uh like not horror, but like you know thriller esque movie um, involving a girl who is largely taken care of by her mother. She's in a wheelchair. She has like a host of medical issues. And then she starts to uncover something that maybe all is not what it seems with her mother. So I, I said it was like Misery meets M. Night Shyamalan uh, meets Rear Window. Hmm. So I, I thought it was amazing. I gave it four and a half stars. It's on Hulu right now. Fantastic. Um, one question about that. After I saw M. Night Shyamalan's movie Glass, I, I made a promise to myself I would never watch a Sarah Paulson movie ever again because mm-hmm. she was may, maybe the wor- one of the worst performances I've ever seen in my life in that movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does she in any way redeem herself? Should I give her a second chance? I, I Some of the reviews I was looking at this movie, like everyone in the reviews, Sarah Paulson does it again, queen. And I was like, who is Sarah Paulson? I don't think I've ever seen a Sarah Paulson movie before. I thought she was great in it. So I've never seen Glass. She's great on that OJ show. Oh, that's what I saw her on. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I don't, what did you, why did you watch Glass? Yeah, that's, that's a, a real question. question. I think I actually saw it in theaters. What is going mm. on over there? You need I don't to know. reassess. I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm a disciple of M. Night 
wherever he leads, I will follow. It doesn't matter if it's what kind of movie it is. I like him. I want to support him and I will. When I yeah. saw the happening in theaters, that was one of the worst experiences in my entire life. Not even just cinematic experiences. Yeah. Easily the worst movie I've ever seen. Yeah. I was audibly angry <laughs> at everyone involved in the production of that film. I think I swore off M. Night for many moons after that. What? So I, yeah. Yeah. Have you seen the happening? No. Why would I do that to myself? <laughs> and on top I mean, of it, he was Mark still kind of hot after that. What he did press? signs. It doesn't matter what he does after that. That's He's true. See, that's hot. the thing. Five banger. That's right. Easy yeah. five banger. You want to plow through something? Let's plow through signs together. Why are we doing signs? Oh my God. Sci fi month. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> signs. We Contact. mentioned how. 2001. <gasps> oh. Stop. Am I bringing out my contact DVD? Listen. Signs fi month, Mike says in Discord. Mike will I, make the puns. I mentioned <laughs> <laughs> I've mentioned Danny's barren letterboxed account. And every week we uh, are giving away a free year of Letterbox Pro. It's our favorite social media site. Your life in film. You know, it's a little diary if you so choose, where you can just mark your movies that you watch and see what your friends are watching. And a pro account gets rid of ads, gets you uh, some really great search features for movies. Um, and you can see your history in film. You can see where movies are streaming. And this week's winner for a year of Letterbox Pro, Tony Gupta on Twitter. Tony, congratulations. Congrats, congratulations, Tony. Tony. A year of Letterbox Pro. Sci Fi Brewery, Forrest says. <laughs> Again, <laughs> we'll make it. We'll make the puns, guys. Please. Okay, we need to get into Muppet. Christmas Carol. This is the reason why the three of us are here this evening, recording a bit early than normal. You know, the big holiday coming up where we're not going anywhere and we'll be miserable at home. But <laughs> we want to get happy together and talk about this movie. Fredo, please. Come in and know me better, man. <laughs> Charles Dickens, a Christmas Carol like you have never seen it before. Guided by Gonzo Dickens and Rizzo the Rat, we follow the dubious Christmas Eve night of one Ebenezer Scrooge, the grimmest, greediest, undisputed master of the underhanded deed, the sneering, heartless, cruelest, penny-pitching, wage-squelching moneylender in all of London. On Christmas Eve night, he is visited by his former partners Jacob and Robert Marley, who warn him of his future and of the three spirits of Christmas that will visit him in the night. The ghosts of past, present, and future Christmas. But can someone as wicked as Scrooge be healed? Turn from a life of selfish deeds and repay those he has wronged? It will take a badly burnt rat and a Muppet Christmas miracle. Know me better, man. God, that, that, that line stuck with me from, I don't know mm -hmm. when I first saw this movie, but I remember that line distinctly. I just want to say that we're here to support Danny in any way we can, you know, during mm -hmm. this roundtable discussion. Proto mm -hmm. chose this movie last week based on a Discord vote, knowing full well that the amount of night terrors and trouble, troubled moments that this caused Danny growing up the idea mm -hmm. of a Muppet. You know, I'm not even sure if I'm allowed to say that that word during this discussion. I don't want to cause any pain. But Danny, how did you feel first finding out that this was the pick, knowing you'd have to go into your past here? I I, I wanted to not be resentful of Proto in the moment, mm. of him knowing my past, him knowing that I was riding high coming off of Spider-Verse, you know? show yeah. hero at the moment. Uh, so I, I try not to be resentful of him trying to knock me down a peg, choosing something that caused me so much pain. Mm -hmm. uh, but here we are. I think uh, when Casey and I sat down to watch it, we got just past the credits in the village scene. And I'd looked at her and said, I'm so triggered right now. <laughs> 
So your hand uh, digging into her knee. I was just pulling the covers over my eyes. Uh, this was an experience. I hadn't mm-hmm. watched any Muppets. I mean, I've never seen these movies. Um, I refuse to. I don't watch the TV show stuff. Uh, and I think what I saw, I had to look up to see what had scared me as a kid. And I think in 1987, it was the Muppet Family Christmas special. I think it was on TV at the mm. time. Love that one. Um, and I think that's the one that was it for me mm. with uh, the one Muppet called Sweetums. And he was terrifying because he's not a puppet. He's a man in a costume coming to get me. So uh, that's where I'm at. And so uh, coming into this, I was, I wanted to be optimistic and I, I, I came in best I could. Mm-hmm. Proto rebuttal. <laughs> I've met many Dannys in my life. <laughs> many people who have professed trauma of this kind. And the thing that I have found, um, hundred percent of the time is that it's, it's not actually the Muppets that are causing this turmoil. It, it is something else in their life, but once they, once mm. they experience the Muppet and they, they confront it and um, you know, they, they give it a chance. They realize that they, they see through it. They see that their pain is caused by something else. They've just, you know, if it's a psychological or a mental block, mm. emotional, what, what, what have you, I'm no psychologist or psychiatrist. You know, I don't know. I don't know what it could be, but that's usually it's, it's something else going on. So I'm, I'm confident that, you know, Danny watching this is his first step in healing. Mm. I was about to suggest that we get confront the Muppet pasted on the back of the ass of a pair of joggers. <laughs> but I do want to announce that Danny has graciously added a new item to the VHS village storefront mm-hmm. in honor of tiny Tim. We have some tiny Tim unisex joggers available mm-hmm. in the store right now at 70 mmpodcom Be sure to check it out. I remember a resurgence in Muppets when that Jason Siegel movie was coming out. Remember he like took over the Muppet universe. He was hot mm-hmm. S for a while. He was in that movie and his wang was hanging out. He was like the up and coming comedian. And, and the Muppets, his wang was hanging out. <laughs> no, he was in some kind of like Adam McKay, you know, drunk guy, hilarious movie. I don't know what that movie was called. His wang is a Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> Who's controlling that wang? Can someone name that movie? I don't know what. I'm not googling Jason Siegel's wang. Sarah might, Marshall. Sarah, maybe it was the forgetting Sarah engagement. Marshall. It's any one of those. He had a string of those movies coming out. Thank you, Paul, for getting Sarah Marshall. But with that said, the reason I'm bringing up this story about his genitals is that I, in my, you know, my youth, I was pissed off at that movie because Kermit abandoned his friends to start that movie off. Like he was living alone. He turned everyone away. And I felt like that's not my Kermie. Mm-hmm. You know, I said to the screen and I left the theater and I said, F you, Jason Siegel. Wow. Uh, so I actually, that's not true, but I was pissed. But so I grew up with, um, you know, the Muppet show was on late at night. I always love that. I think that was like the last thing on before I went to bed. Um, so I'm a Muppet, uh, you know, not a, not super mega fan, but I'm okay with them. And to start this movie off, you know, as we begin our round table discussion, as soon as I put it on with Amanda, I was like, Oh shit, there's singing in this movie. Amanda hates musicals. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> so I was screwed from the get-go yep. in our living room with this movie going on. Uh so that's my first point. I didn't remember that this was a musical. I thought this was just gonna be, you know, Muppet drama, you know, going through the Christmas carol with Mike Michael Caine and friends. So that was a, a a raw, rude awakening for myself. For the most part, there's singing in all the Muppet movies, as far as I can remember. I think I've seen all of them. Um but yeah, this this is a movie that I I probably watch every year during the holidays. Um, so the this one this one came out in the '90s, and the other ones that came out in the '90s were uh, Muppet Treasure Island and Muppets from Space. So that's when I was a kid, and these to me though these are my Muppet movies. Um, those three specifically, because those were kind of like the resurgence in the '90s. And then the kind of like, you know, I guess like the early aughts, there weren't any until the the Jason Siegel ones. Um, so I've seen those as well, but those three 
are my Muppet movies. Mm. Um, yeah. So I, I watch this every year and I, the, I was thinking about the music in these, like the, there is just like a certain way that they do music. Like it's, it's, I don't even know. Really it's bad. A, it's, it's corny. <laughs> it's, it's, there's, it's full of like jokes. It's like all the Muppets sing it and it's not meant to be like good, a good musical song. It's a, supposed to have like jokes and be, you know, have a good rhymes in it or just mm. silly rhymes. And mm. that's like the whole point of it. I mean, there's like, there's vegetables singing, you know, some of these lines. Which begs the question. I mean, like what is a Muppet? Really, and I'll insert my favorite Simpsons quote in here. Dad, what's a Muppet? Well, it's not quite a mop, and it's not quite a puppet, but man. <laughs> so to answer your question, I don't know. <laughs> like, in this movie, you have Muppets and humans. This is more of an existential question. Like, what is going on in this universe? You have Muppets that look like humans interacting with real humans. And then you have just like animals interacting with humans, but they're Muppets. It's very strange. Yeah. And then like some of the animal sense. Muppets can talk. And then there's ones that are like donkeys and stuff that can't talk. Right. What is Confusing. like, what's, what's going on? And even and like animal Muppets eating animal food and meat. <laughs> exactly. Like that was Ms. on my Piggy notes. Cooking a goose. Miss Piggy, you belong in a prison for the disgusting displays you're doing in that house. Well, no, I mean, like we're flesh in in the same way like a cow is, but we eat cows. They're just, they're made of the same stuff, but they're of different, you know, species type. Mm. Right. I feel like there was bacon on that table that Miss Piggy was cooking. <laughs> like she had some, she had some greasy ass bacon for those There was kids. pork somewhere. Yeah, there's definitely pork. Danny, what's on your list? Let's hear from you. You have probably have some prepared items, positive or negative that you want to go through. Well, I only want to talk. I say that now until I get, uh, antsy. I do only want to talk about the things I liked, I think. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> I think Art brought it up. That opening credit with the long pan over the miniature city is gorgeous. Mm -hmm. That was killer. Like, I really wanted to see that. That's, that's, there's just th like miniatures like that I have to see in person. I want to see that so bad because it was massive, absolutely massive, the yeah. way they panned across that. Uh, and I loved that quite a bit. And there's so much of the practical effects in this that are like genius. And I know that the Henson brand is known for that. So like for me, there's a scene where, um, one, one of the practical things I love was, uh, Kermit walking with tiny Tim on his shoulders mm. and oh, yeah. to make it look like he's coming down the street, the street is rolling like under his feet. And I, you can tell it is, but it's just smart. Like it's just smart effects. Um, and I absolutely love that. And that was really cool to see. Um, I mean, I can keep rattling them off if you want. My, yeah, my note about that scene with him walking was like, this was James Cameron's avatar for the time. Him walking <laughs> yeah. on that street. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty cool. I mean, it's like, until you catch on to what it actually is when they're not really moving anywhere, but everything else is moving. It was pretty cool. Yeah. I, I liked it. it. It made me laugh how any kind of full screen Muppet Scene yeah, was just like this is obviously like a full screen shot. Like you need to be aware and and respect what's happening here. Like even mm. when Fozzie was like next to a door frame, you're like, okay, yeah, yeah here we go, another full frame shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so much, so much practicality is so smart. I mean, we see it in the new Netflix uh, Dark Crystal stuff. How genius they can be <sighs> with how they do the the puppets with you know the environment they're in. So. Uh, I didn't, ex I, did, I mean, I expected to see some really brilliant stuff in this because in the eighties, it was like, uh, this was eighties, right? Or nineties, nineties, nineties. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were coming into, you know, amazing cinematography stuff that they could do with the practicality effects. Yeah. The dark crystal, if anyone listening is a Muppet fan and hasn't watched the dark crystal stuff mm -hmm. on Netflix that just came out, that stuff is amazing. It's yeah. like a five star yeah. movie for me until the ending five star series. The first ghost that appears, I thought she was horrifying. Like, oh, this baby. is this is next level. This is like some really dangerous, horrifying ghost stuff for me. I wanted her off screen immediately. Really? I mean, she's amazing. I mean, I she's she was like gorgeous. She looks like a doll. Um, and when you think about it, it's, it, 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 it's like such an interesting choice because this is a Muppet movie, but then they have, I guess the other two are, you know, they're, they're Muppets. But like the fact that they have this one that's fully 
CGI and like looks like a child, like a doll's floating in the air. Just, I, I don't, I've never read a Christmas Carol and I haven't seen, you know, I, I maybe, I think I saw like the Jim Carrey one that came out a couple of years ago. So I'm not totally familiar with the story. I don't know if they always look a certain way, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the ghost or whatever. Um, but I, I thought it's cool. Like even now, I mean, it, it looks a little rough around the edges, you mm-hmm. know, um, it hasn't aged perfectly, but, um, I like it. I was One of the thing on my list was that all three of these ghosts look killer. Like mm-hmm. absolutely. They're amazing. And I really loved the, the, like, I don't think she's CG. I think there's, I think that's some in some practical, practical effects, effects for yeah. her, but the way they move her cloth is very cool. Like it was mm-hmm. very cool. Cause it looked, it's, it kind of looked like they may have filmed it. I, this, I'm speaking out my ass. I don't know if they did, but it almost looked like they filmed it full speed and had it imposed in slow motion. Uh, and mm-hmm. it was very interesting how that effect looked. Uh, Paul in chat says the door knocker turning into Marley's face was what terrified me as a kid. That's the second time I heard that today. I was talking to someone else, uh, Jose in discord. He said the same thing. Um, and Art says, I wanted Ghost One to be a Muppet. Didn't look like one. And why not have her one of the ones we know, like the hippie girl from the Muppet band or something? That would have been pretty cool. <laughs> imagine seeing, I mean, imagine seeing her in the corner, like in Poltergeist, like the clown mm-hmm. doll, just chilling mm-hmm. in the corner of the room, thunderstorm happening. Game over. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Part of what else is on your list? Um, we'll talk about the practical effects. Then uh, like some of the green screen stuff doesn't look so hot. You know, mm. there's a lot of times where um, the, the ghosts are transporting him to different times and like, they'll have like a swirling effect on the background. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's just like, it was like his feet are not where they should be on mm-hmm. the background. And you're like, you know, you know what's happening here. But I have like this vague recollection of watching like this little documentary about the making of this. Um, and it was really cool. I don't know if it was like at the end of like the VHS tape that we had or what it was, but I definitely saw it at one point. It might've like aired on TV and they, and they had it on there. I can't remember, but it was cool to see like how they did these different effects. But I just remember seeing Michael Caine, like in front of a green screen, you know, holding like, you know, like a, a puppet's hand mm-hmm. uh, going through all these. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned the twirling effect. Cause I made a mental note as well, but I liked that shot. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I remember thinking to myself like, oh, that's an interesting shot that you don't see every day. And I didn't yeah. focus. I knew it was like, this is obviously like a green screen, but for whatever reason, I still liked it. I think the, 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 the worst one is probably, I think it's when the, the, the ghost of the uh, Christmas present is disappearing and it just has like those different colored, like rainbow sparkles yes. going <laughs> over him and then he just fades away. <laughs> Next line I had in my list was about, uh, I think it was Fuzzy Wig was the Fuzzy character. Like he mm-hmm. was Michael Caine, Scrooge's first um, boss. And it was, this is kind of just like a deep realization, but he was like the super nice guy. He was giving Michael Caine like, you know, pieces of wisdom about Christmas during that party and presumably all the time. But I, my line was Fuzzy Wig is pretty much just like a failed mentor at this point. Like how did Scrooge turn out to be so bad when he had Fozzie Bear's character as a boss for presumably like, you know, 10 years or something. And none of that information stuck with him. I felt bad for like Fozzie Bear's character. Like if I were him, I'd be like, man, I really effed up with, with Scrooge a little bit here. He didn't listen to anything I had to say. Well, this guy was also running a rubber chicken factory. So <laughs> I don't know if he has the best advice for anybody. <laughs> Fuzzy wig. I don't know why I call him Fuzzy wig. I guess that makes more sense. Mel is uh, not happy. Listen, you know, I'm just saying he, he probably feels some sense of despair after seeing what happened to Scrooge. Uh, the other note that I had was the lamplighters as a gig, like, man, what a, what an interesting job to have just like mm. combing the streets, lighting these lamps. I wonder what that paid. I guess probably not great. Really? It's probably still seven twenty five an hour. It hasn't changed <laughs> since. <laughs> Danny, what are some other positive notes on your list? We've exhausted my list. So let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm kidding. I mean, I'm sort of kidding. Well, what else is, what else is on there? This hasn't no, been no, a no, negative no. train so far. 
I didn't, I didn't take a less down. Sorry. I, I do. There it's very little mm-hmm. and I really do apologize. Did but, you ever have a job where you had to ask for Christmas day off? No, never. I don't think so. I remember, I remember working through all those holidays mm. as a kid. I worked really? in retail. I worked in restaurants. I was always uh, working on those days. My first gig, I was a telemarketer. So no, we had those days off. I don't, yeah, I don't think I ever had to ask. Part of Did you ever have to work through uh, Christmas? I would never do that to my family. What about like pre-kids? Did you ever have something before that? No, no, no. I never worked retail, never worked at a restaurant. Oh my God. Nope. Wow. What kind of jobs did you have? Uh, My, well, I I did landscaping with my neighbor when I was a teenager. And then uh, once I could drive, I actually started working for my dad. He had a a kitchen bath remodeling company and I I, uh, was a fabricator for him. My God. So I did that for a while. Oh my gosh. And yeah, I was the boss's son. I, I, I was easy street, as they say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're, we're Everyone, seeing all these photos. Uh, they of, knew who I was. We're seeing these photos of Proto like tearing down his kitchen. And we're all probably seeing like, man, that's a lot of hard work. Little did we know, Proto mm-hmm. is a born fabricator. And this Fabergé. is- Fabergé. Fabergé uh, kitchen install, installments. And this is easy street for him. Easy street. I feel street. sick. What about, what else you got, Proto, on your list? Um, well, I, I will, you know, I'll just tell the world right now that I've, I've had a revelation, something mm. about my relationship with the Muppets mm. um, while I was watching this. You know, <clears throat> I always thought that I was either like a Gonzo guy, you know, I said mm-hmm. like, who's your favorite Muppet? Oh, it's Gonzo. And then it's like, oh, maybe, you know, maybe it's Fozzie Bear. He's a lot of fun. I liked, you know, Ralph the dog at times. Uh, and then you're like, well, oh, Kermit, he's, the, you know, he's the man. And then I thought about it. You know what I thought? I thought, who, which Muppet am I, am I most eager to see on screen? Who, who am I waiting for to appear? And you know what? It's always the same Muppet. It's the pig. <laughs> I love the, I love Miss Piggy. She's the best. I always want to see her, her on screen. And she, you know, they all have their own gags, their, their own things that they do. And Miss Piggy, she has the best. First, she's got the muscle. Uh, she doesn't really show it in this movie. I mean, she wants to, she wants to scrap with Scrooge, right? Mm-hmm. But she never really gets there. In the other movies, she does scrap. She throws her weight around and she, you know, she puts men in their place. Um, but this one, she doesn't really get to do that. But the other thing she does is she has this great thing. You know, she has that like high pitched squeaky voice, but then she like, she turns it, uh, I think, you know, on an, on the, uh, you know, on a dime, there's, um, there's a moment where she's cooking in her kitchen. And I think one of her pig daughters comes over and she's like, Oh mommy, that looks great. And she goes, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> like this really <laughs> deep voice. And she does like, so that's like her thing. And, I, you know, I'm a pig guy. Mm-hmm. I just, I finally come to the conclusion. That's who mm. I am. She's my girl and I'm going to stick with, stick to her. Hmm. Strong words. One of my other notes was uh, Rizzo kissing Gonzo on the nose or uh, vice versa. Or no, yeah. Rizzo kisses Gonzo's nose where that like they're face to face for that one <laughs> tense conversation. And he just like leans in and kisses him. That felt like an out of script scene that they just like kept in the movie that just worked so well. Uh, let's see. There's some quotes that I wrote down. Um, Kermit is constantly making noises. Herm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Nodding. <laughs> like, I guess that's just, they have to be doing something on screen with her not talking. He's just like, remember he's like outside walking. He's just like nodding, looking at things. He's like, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Kermit had a great line. Life is made up of meetings and partings. That is the way of it. I am sure we shall never forget Tiny Tim mm. or this first parting that there was among mm. us. Yeah, I wrote that down too. And correct me if I'm wrong, but the we will. current Kermit stuff, they just went with like a totally different direction for the voice, right? They didn't try to replicate Henson at all, I think. Can anyone confirm that? I... I, yeah, there's like that Muppets Now show on Disney, Disney Plus that came out, I guess, recently. And I watched a couple episodes. Yeah, and that kind of threw me off because it, it is a, clearly a different um, voice doing mm-hmm. Kermit. I like that idea. I like that they, they kind of just like, let's go a different direction. 
part of, do you have any other items that we didn't cover yet? Uh, oh yeah. Well, my one, my, one of my other notes was just about Scrooge and his, uh, his costume, man, that, that bed robe and cap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Am I? <laughs> Can we get that on the, in the stories <laughs> of one of those? Oh A replica. Also, also, but the other thing is like when he goes to bed, you know, he's got like, that house must be freezing. It's London. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. December. Like they don't have windows. Like they, they just have like, you know, you know, I was thinking like when those beds, they have blankets all the way around, like uh, curtains hanging. Mm-hmm. And you think about it, like they have curtains probably because those rooms are so cold, but then mm-hmm. he's laying down on the bed and he's not even under the blankets. He's just passed out on his bed with his, his cap on and he still has his slippers on. Like Michael Sicko. Kane, what are you, what are you doing? Get under the blankets. <laughs> Uh, but one of his lines at the end, I think he says it to the, um, when he's going to see his own grave and he knows it and he says, (laughs) a a life can be made right. Mm. And I just, you know, I love that, that, that sense of redemption that here he is, you know, this guy who has spent his whole life, um, being a miser, Mm -hmm. uh, and giving no goodwill to anyone. Um, but even then, even then a life can be made right in the end. Mike Rappin uh, in Discord says 70 mm sleepwear. Mm. <sighs> once, oh man, we, I mean, once we got the tiny Tim joggers in there, the unisex mm-hmm. joggers. So it's only a matter right. of time Sad. before right. that gets cooking. Overall, I thought um, that this was pretty by the numbers, quote unquote, mm. for Christmas Carol. Like, um, Nothing really wowed me. I haven't seen this in a long time. I don't watch this every year. It's been years since I saw this. I think I've been on a kind of Muppet moratorium for a long time, ever since the seagull stuff happened for me. I haven't really fully healed, but I'm ready to try to be healed. You know, I'm mm-hmm. ready to look past uh, what happened and live again. But overall, nothing really wowed me. I thought the Marley and Marley song was pretty catchy. I thought that was good. That was probably the best song in the whole thing. So I'm three stars for uh, Muppet Christmas Carol myself. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Might be a shocking rating. I don't know. I know that someone in Discord rated that five stars. We might have a voicemail from that person. We'll see. Interesting. Highly recommend the really old Christmas Carol, Mel says, from the 30s. Proto, what's your overall vibes? Uh, you mentioned the Marley and Marley song. Uh, I, that was one of my other notes is the, you never know what's going to be a Muppet. And in that song, the, the, the lock boxes were Muppets for some reason. And they sang along during that song. Mm-hmm. If you remember that they're like covered in chains and there's these lock boxes floating in the air and they have mouths and they're talking as well. Mm-hmm. Um, love it. Um, yeah. So this is a good, I think, um, example of where you, you love something because it's from your childhood. Um, you know, I grew up with this movie. I watched it all the time, but it has even a a bigger weight because it's tied to the Christmas season. And if there's anything in life that could be considered real magic, it's the holiday season. Um, you know, Hmm. when you're a kid, Christmas is just truly magical. Like you have memories where you felt like the world was a different place for a brief period of time. I think you kind of, that kind of dissipates as you get older. Uh, And then for me, it kind of came back once I had my own kids. And that was kind of amazing just to see how like Christmas almost gets like this rebirth because you get to experience it through your kids. Um, But then you can hold on to that by, you know, revisiting these stories um, and these things that you grew up with. So for me, it's this, you know, it's a Christmas story. Um, you know, it's, you know, other holiday movies and, um, that's, that's why I love it. Yeah. I, I don't think this is like an amazing movie. I haven't seen a ton of Christmas carols, you know, adaptations. I'm sure there's better ones. Um, but for me, this is just like, it's a warm, cozy blanket in the holiday season that remember, that reminds me of being a kid and watching these movies and loving these Muppets. Mm. Um, so I think it's a three-star movie that I dearly love. Mm. Mm. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. I forgot one quote that I wrote down from Michael Caine. It's, this is the door. You may use it. 
Uh, let's see. Art <laughs> says, you want to blow an eight-year-old's mind, you take them to a live theater production of Christmas Carol. I would love to do that. Man. No. No. Uh, mm. Danny, it's time. Mm. You know? You probably shouldn't have had me follow Proto. <laughs> Should have had him in this. <laughs> Listen, little, I didn't, I uh, wasn't expecting what he said. Okay. Segment. Um, you know, I, um, there are, there are things I do like about this. I, I re- completely and utterly respect Proto's, uh, nostalgia for an old movie and where it hit him in his life. Seeing this for the first time as a 37 year old who has never liked the Muppets. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say for the sake of nostalgia, I if you guys I might I'm 38, sorry. Um <laughs> I might not give it stars just to save face. Oh my word. Wow. Unless you guys really want me to. Last time this happened I think was for 7 Samurai. 7 Samurai. Uh if one more coward gets written in Discord, I'm just going to have to give it stars. Um <laughs> So, um, I, I think this, I think people, okay, this is a one star movie for me. Wow. Uh, I hated, I hated watching it. I just, I just don't enjoy it. It's not for me. I just can't do it. I'm sorry. Mm. I, I, I don't even, I, unless you guys pick another Muppets movie, I'm, I'm never going to visit Muppets again. This is, Danny's, and that's just my truth. This is Danny's truth. And, uh, yeah, I just don't enjoy them. They just, they, I just don't enjoy it. I'm so sorry. Well, you've always said that about Yoda too. It's just like, you can't stand him in any of the Star Wars movies because he's a Muppet. <laughs> he's not a Muppet. He's a puppet. He's a puppet. There's a difference. Maybe to kind of try and save face for the, for the Patreon, for the Discord audience, maybe you post that art, that piece of artwork. Oh God. Into the right. artwork channel. I, uh, yeah. I chose to do my favorite scene. Um, and it was, I think, is it the, it is the song where he's uh, the one night. It's actually one when he's night. looking around going, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's Listen, snowing. Yep. You don't. <clears throat> yeah. Huh. I can't find it. Hold on. We, listen, this is, this is what we came in here for. This is, this is one of my favorite aspects of the movie or aspects of the movie, but the podcast in general, we have so many episodes where we're just totally over the map, different ratings. We don't always agree on the same thing. So I think that's probably one of my favorite aspects of this show. Um, whether that be the Muppets or, you know, all or nothing that Prado hated. Oh, God. Uh, we have some voicemails and some letters to get to while Danny uploads the art into the artwork channel. Uh, and you can find links to do so on 70mmpod.com. Uh, so let's pull up. Let's see. Let's get a letter out of the way here first before we get to our VMs. <laughs> all right. There it is. It's in there. Golly. He looks so adorable in that, in that mm-hmm. piece of art. Great shot. Mel's asking what's next week. Let's get through just just a few few more moments before I talk about next week. We actually have something even bigger. Well, not maybe it's bigger. It's something just as important coming after that. Uh, this first letter comes in from Tim Hamilton. Hey guys, I am old. I saw T2 <laughs> at midnight on opening night. Oh. We got to a theater early to get the seats we wanted. And when late people showed up and couldn't sit together because we were all spread out, the usher some poor teenage kid came out to ask us all to move over. We Mm. all told him that we got there early to get the seats we wanted and to basically F off. Mm -hmm. The guys behind me kept telling people that the seats next to them were taken because they were waiting for some random, quote, hot girls to take (laughs) the seats. These same guys all groaned and complained loudly about Sarah's, quote, libtard speech about how men and their guns caused the S-storm they were in at the moment. Good movie, but forever tainted. Fun show. Wow. Comes from Tim. My God, that's Tim. rough. That is a rough experience for T2. That's why you never go opening night. <sighs> I never do it. Name name 10 ex- positive experiences you've had opening night at the theater. I don't think you can. No one can. It's not possible. <laughs> <laughs> Mission Impossible Fallout. Opening night, I saw that. Amazing. <laughs> Thanks for the letter, Tim. Maybe they'll make another Terminator movie and you can go opening night and have a better experience. Let's see. We got one in from Paul. 
hey, fellas, I wanted to leave a voicemail, but unfortunately didn't have the time. So I figured I'd drop a very brief line and say, Muppets bring joy. Muppets, let me correct myself. Muppets bring the world joy. Mm. We need more of that in this world. More Muppets, please, always and forever. And Muppet Christmas Carol is the best adaptation of a Christmas Carol to date. Sorry, Danny. He gets the preemptive apology in for Danny. Much love, and that comes from Paul. It's definitely wrong, Paul. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ever seen the Rankin and Bass animated one, Paul? I don't know, I don't know what that is. What did you just say? Can, can someone confirm that those are words? Rank, you know ass, said. and bass? Let's see. Next voicemail. What's up, 70 millimeter boys? This is Forrest. And much like ghosts trying to teach someone a lesson, sometimes it takes three tries to really get it right. Uh... I've lived a pretty charmed life, and mm. for me, this movie is a reminder of both how good it has been and um, to not to not let go of that and to not forget that. Um, this movie is wrapped up in all sorts of childhood nostalgia for me, uh, renting it for the first time and completely wearing the tape out with my sister over the weekend. Uh, I don't think I ever left our VCR, just watched it and watched it and watched it. And it, since then, it has become the movie we, uh, we watch every year from my childhood to, uh, to put up our tree, to put our decorations out. And now with my own little family, family, we carry that tradition on. And, uh, I, I just, I just love it. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's a five star movie for me. Five stars on Letterboxd and five stars in my heart. Wow. Uh, and since it's Thanksgiving, I also just wanted to say a quick thank you to the three of you for all you do for the villagers. Aww. And for putting out this podcast, has been a real bright spot in what has been a, a pretty bleak year. And I just wanted to say a heartfelt thank you. Uh, I love you. Hope you have a happy Thanksgiving. Bye. Oh, gosh. gosh. You. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Feel the love oh, right now. Mm-hmm. Do you believe? Can we gift yeah. some tiny Tim unisex joggers to Forrest for that <laughs> voicemail? Uh, yes. <laughs> I don't know. Let me check the... I mean, can you imagine wearing the Tiny Tim unisex joggers and someone asking what the logo what? is on them? Oh, gosh. Oh, my goodness gracious. Let's get to our next voicemail. Just a reminder, you can leave us uh, voicemails, emails, 70mmpod.com. Hey guys, Mikey P here. Mikey. One of the most confounding questions mm. in my life recently oh my. has been why does Danny Haas <laughs> not love the Muppets? Oh. It perplexes me. It keeps me up at night. <laughs> and I'd like to read you a passage, oh. if I may. <laughs> From W.J. Rinsler's The Making of The Empire Strikes Back. Oh, okay, here we go. The essential part of Yoda was to get the very best actor, the very best puppeteer, because I was obviously trying to make this a real character, says George Lucas. In England, while we were making the first film, we'd worked across the street from ITV, which was where Jim Henson's group was, and I got to know him. We were very much alike, independent, out of the spotlight, obsessed with our own films. We are friends. And I really admired the Muppets. Hmm. So Danny, if not to me or the villagers, what do you say to George Lucas? (laughs) (laughs) I I never... Here's the thing also with Star Wars. I didn't watch... I didn't watch them until I was in my teens. I wasn't a child. Yoda wasn't made of felt and he wasn't, he was meant to be an alien ish. So I, it just doesn't kind of, I mean, I get it. I mean, Frank Oz is a legend. What he did with Yoda was magical, but I don't know if they're on the same plane for me, but <clears throat> I don't know. I watched, Thank- I watched, I watched Star Wars way later in life than I did with Muppets. Thank you, Mikey, for confirming that it, it really isn't about the Muppets for Danny. There's there's something much darker and deeper going mm. on here, and we'll, mm-hmm. we'll get to the bottom of it. Could be that maybe Danny saw like a making of 
where he saw like the arm of a of a human being you know, like <laughs> up, up the the bottom parts of the character. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that could warp a person mm. if they see that. As a you know? ch- yeah. as a child, like no what's way. that hand doing inside that person? Yeah, maybe yeah. I assume they had butts. Yeah. And the hands were in their butts. Yeah. That could, that could cause any bodies. child to need some kind of emotional therapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that could be it. Stay tuned. Uh, next voicemail. Hey, it's Mel. Mm, um, voicemail. I'm excited you guys are watching Muppet Christmas Carol. I know this movie by heart. Mm. Pretty much. Pretty um, Danny, I'm proud of you for watching it. Thank you. If you didn't at least smile at the singing vegetables, then <laughs> I don't even know what's funny anymore. Is it just me also, or uh, does it hit, like, the older I get, the end of this movie, or the um, the Ghost of Christmas Future mm. hits much harder. Horrifying. It's brutal. Muppet. Mm. I don't oh, think I was as sad when I watched it as a kid. And the other thing is that I was thinking about how in college I had more than one person tell me that I'm the human version of Animal, the Muppet, the drummer. <laughs> which That's amazing. I can kind of see that, but I think I've uh, chilled out a lot more since then. Mm. But anyway, I think if you guys were Muppets, oh, Slim would be Rizzo. Um, Proto would be Sam the Eagle (laughs) and Danny would be Rolf the dog the piano playing dog that's all I'm making this a shirt Rolf one of my favorite Mm. names too amazing choices from Mel thank you Mel Mel as an animal yeah, that's my favorite relationship in the Muppets is Miss Piggy and Animal. Whenever they're on screen together, they have they have a chemistry that can't be denied. Mm-hmm. It's off the charts. We did get one in from Paul. I think this is from uh, last week. Hello, seventy millimeter. It is Paul Shirley uh, calling in with another voicemail. Been a while. Been a, busy, mm. uh, but here I am and late, unsurprisingly, to talk about Into the Spider Verse. Mm. which is probably the greatest animated film ever made, Mm. the best Spider-Man film ever made, although I am a huge proponent of Spider-Man 2. A lot of that is nostalgia. do love Spider-Man 2, though, Doc Ock and that whole thing. But this Mm. movie has everything that a superhero movie needs and more. It is incredible. We are unworthy of such a film, and... I am. Uh, I have to say, I I cheered aloud when Proto said five stars because I was like many others expecting a lower number. What <laughs> a film! Bringing us together once again. Thank you, gentlemen. Oh, and by the way, Danny's right. Iron Man three is trash. <laughs> <laughs> that episode was oh, something man. of a redemption for Proto. I think that rating from Into the Spider Verse. Mm. You know, redemption from what? You, oh, you know, you tell him. Hmm? I mean, you, you, tell him you know. <laughs> no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> I will say the uh, visual effects supervisor of Into the Spider Verse reached out and said, "Cool art, Danny." I saw that on Twitter. On Twitter, I saw it. Are we getting a studio visit invite for Into the Spider Verse too? On set, seventy millimeter press credentials. Mm-hmm. Could it happen? Mm-hmm. Keep us posted. Got to write an email. We'll see what they say after I announce my pick for next week. See if we get that in there. <laughs> <laughs> we have, uh, let's see, one more VM right meow. What is up, 70 millimeter? This is Ian, longtime listener, first time caller. And I'm just leaving a voicemail to say thank you for kicking off the holiday season with the Muppet Christmas Carol. I'm a huge fan of the Muppets. Uh, it's well documented among our friend circle how much I love them. But I am well aware that Danny is not as much of a fan. And I'm hoping this film may have turned his opinion around. But just in case, uh, I called in a friend to 
hopefully turn the tide and have him sing a little song Excuse about me? 70 millimeter and the villagers for this holiday what? season. What? <laughs> Why are there so many <laughs> thoughts about movies and what I should watch on the screen? Oh my God. <laughs> movies are visions, but only illusions. And movies have nothing to hide. And Proto and Danny always speak it, bringing us joy every week. Thank God we found it, the 70mm connection, the lovers, the villagers, and me. The villagers and me. I'm speechless. Did that just move Danny up to two stars? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to hug Ian right now. Uh, Hall of Tears Fame in voicemail. My eyes. Tears in my eyes oh right my now. Gosh. Thank you, Ian. Hall of Fame voicemail. God. Ian, so talented. I don't know how he did it, but we just felt something that... It, doesn't doesn't deserve our words. Know. Thank you, Kermit. Thank you. What? Thank you, Ian. Are you sure you want to follow with your pick after that? Matt? I don't know. Maybe maybe we just cancel next week. <laughs> after that, cancel Christmas at this point. Uh, Ian just got out of the recording studio for Synonauts. Unreal, and he made that happen. Unreal. Before we get to my pick next week, maybe we should talk about how you know there's a fifth week in December, mm. and we felt you know maybe we we turn it around, give the villagers yep. some time to pull together another list for us uh, to get a top three list for the villagers picking an episode. We're going to do it again. Here we go. And this is the time. We'll, maybe we'll, we'll kick it off this week. Everyone get their ideas together. It'll be put together in a top three for a vote for the fifth episode, the final episode in December. It's time. Mel says, let's pick them up at movies. Oh my God. (laughs) Danny's going to be on location at another uh, event. We'll have to tag somebody else in for that episode. So uh, we'll have another Discord voting. And if you want to take part in that, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash 70mm. Four bucks a month gets you discounts on merch. 20% off, by the way, if you want to get those Tiny Tim joggers or any prints. And you get early access to episodes and you get to join our Discord, which is a lot of fun. Mm. Next week, you know, I said in a DM to these two yahoos, it was go big or go home. Mm-hmm. And I think it's time. You know, the holidays are rolling around. You got a lot of memories of stuff on TV at night that you watch with your families around the holidays. Could be Easter, you know, when you're watching this movie. Could be Christmas. Could be, you know, the other Catholic holidays. Whatever they are. I can't remember. Ash Wednesday. It's time. 19... 19- 56. Are you sitting down? Just just a heads up before I say my pick. God. It's not streaming anywhere. It's going to be a $3 rental, okay? I tried. I tried. I was Merry hoping Christmas. it would be out and available. $3 rental. Cecil B. DeMille's The Ten Commandments. That's my pick for next week, holiday month. Charlton Heston. I'm just, I can't. The you. body. Yule Brenner. Ann Baxter 1956 nearly four hours long once I found the runtime and I confirmed it that's when I started backpedaling in DMs I was like hey guys maybe maybe I I go with my plan B and they pulled me off the ledge they said no Slim this is our time they said do you think this is a game (laughs) and they reminded me so the 10 commandments 1956 Cecil B. DeMille goes back at it with Charlton Heston, three hours, 40 minutes. Okay? Plan accordingly. Can I just say something? Say it. Listen, you know, this is, this is the Christmas season. You're one, and you, people might be thinking like right now, the Ten Commandments, what's going on right now? <laughs> All right, well, listen, we just did the Muppets Christmas Carol. I don't know what Danny's going to pick. Probably some like c- consumerism garbage. 
<laughs> what is the Ten Commandments about? Okay, what is the? You, you know, you got to keep in Christmas, right? You got to keep Christ in Christmas, and that's what Slim is doing right here. Okay, because listen, you know, before the Word became flesh, the Word was fire in a burning bush. <laughs> And that's what we're going to see right now. That's what we're going to see next week. So you better watch if you want to learn something. All right. This is, we're, we're going back to where it all started, the Old Testament. So buckle up. God. I mean, have you seen Charlton Heston's body in the Ten Commandments? <laughs> yes. Cripes Mel, alive. When Mel, he's you're joking in chains. About, no, no. You're joking about picking these Muppet movies. We're going to ruin Christmas if we don't step up and pick real Christmas movies. Okay, Moses would have died in vain if he if we didn't cover the Ten Commandments in 2020 for this podcast. Okay, we can't let that happen. Moses would have watched Christmas Vacation. (laughs) (laughs) That's it for this week. Uh, I'd usually turn to Proto for his closing thoughts, but yeah, I think we all just felt it. We all experienced it. Thank you, Proto on the Mount. Thank you for everyone supporting the show, joining the Patreon, buying uh, prints and merch. Uh, just a reminder, we got a big time merch announcement coming next week. If you're mm-hmm. looking to buy gifts, we got something coming next week. Okay. Thanks everyone for hanging out. Thanks for watching. We'll see everybody next week. Seventy Millimeter is a VHS Village production and produced by Dale underscore A, sponsored by Half Double Design. Original artwork provided by Danny Haas. Spiritual guidance provided by Protolexis. This episode was mixed and edited by me, Slim. You can support our Patreon for early access to episodes, discounts on prints, a physical membership card mailed to you, and receive an invite to our Discord to talk movies with other villagers. Special thanks to the good people at Letterboxd and for a chance to win a pro Letterboxd account, share the show and tag us on social media at 70mmpod. Goodbye. Why are there so many pods about movies? And what I should watch on the screen Movies are visions But only illusions And movies have nothing to hide Slim and Proto and Danny always speak it Bringing us joy every week Thank God we found it The 70mm connection The lovers, the villagers, and me The lovers, the villagers, and me